0: Welcome to the Let the Warfighter Fight ITAS podcast series, hosted on Government Technology Insider. I'm your host, Matt Langan. ITAS, also known as Enterprise IT as a Service, allows defense agencies to more focus on the warfighter by outsourcing IT services to commercial companies in an effort to increase user efficiencies, effectiveness, and standardized network services across their entire base. Today is part two of this podcast series that focuses on LOE2, otherwise known as Lines of Effort 2, where we speak with Anita Stanton, who's the Senior Client, Executive Army and DoD Programs at Verizon, about ITAS and end-user services for the DoD and much more. And Anita, thanks for joining us today.
1: You're welcome. Glad to join the call.
0: Awesome. Well, let's jump right in and start at the top. If you don't mind, describe how end-user services are provided today.
1: So that's a good question. Services at Army installations, and there are over 288 of them, they're delivered by an organization called the Network Enterprise Center. Every one of those 288 Network Enterprise Centers sort of do their own thing. They've developed their own practices that are very locally centric. What the Army has been looking for is trying to develop some standardization across those 288 locations so that they can more effectively manage and more effectively deliver end-user services. So, as we proceed under the ETAS pilot, we've developed a standard set of processes according to a commercial standard called IT Service Management. And we can apply the service levels at all installations so that they have expectations for a level of service that is applicability to all services and all users. We know that there is many different echelons within the Army installations. And so as we talk about how we deliver end-user services, we want to make sure that the general officers that are on an installation, as well as the office workers, as well as those warfighters who are deployable, have the set of services that are very appropriate to them.
0: Okay, great. Well, thanks for those insights. And let's talk about, you know, under today's current COVID environments, how does ITAS help users work remotely, but also still perform their jobs?
1: So, as you well recognize, COVID has prompted a lot of changes in how we do work. And I think the biggest change that everybody recognizes today is we work remotely. So places like Fort Polk and Fort Benning and some of the other Army installations and military installations, people are now working from home. And in order to do that, you have to have two things. You have to have the network connectivity to all of the Applications, all of the resources that you need to do your work that you would normally be doing on your office on the installation. So providing that remote network capability is a key component of how ETAS has moved forward and making sure they're on virtual private networks. They have the security that they need and also access to those applications from a home office. So we've done a lot of work to make sure that they can get to those capabilities from wherever they are and this can be while they're on travel while they're at home while they're on an airplane or when they're deployed so it's been a real challenge but the satisfactory that we have gotten from the warfighters has been outstanding that they can continue to do everything that they did when they were on base in fact in many cases they don't want to have to go back to their office
0: Wow, yeah, it is amazing how quickly everybody has pivoted in what we call the new normal today. And let's shift and talk about collaboration. If you don't mind, tell us about the importance of collaboration when it comes to end-user services for the DOD.
1: Well, we've all experienced a problem or an incident or something. And the first thing as an end-user, especially on an Army installation, when each one of those Army end-users has a specific task that they need to be performed, is they want to know, one, what's my problem, how fast you're going to fix it, is it a permanent fix, and how am I going to keep posted? And so those four things are absolutely critical in terms of keeping end-user satisfaction as high as possible. So what we've done is that in many cases, some of the issues that are arising for an end-user are not delivered by a certain organization. So the collaboration between one provider and another provider is absolutely critical. So we do agreements not only with the end users, but anyone who is participating in delivering a service across that particular problem could be as many as three or four people. It might be a security person. It could be an application. It could be a network issue where somebody's dug up a wire on some army base. So coordination and making sure that we have speed dial, if you will, for some of these efforts to make sure that collaboration is seamless to get end user satisfaction as high as possible.
0: That's great. And for our last question for today is, how do end-user services promote warfighter readiness? We'd love to hear more about that.
1: So military is always on readiness status, as you well know. So anything can happen immediately. And what the Army relies on, as does the other military services, is the readiness of the soldier. And two of the very important aspects of that readiness is their training. So one of the things that that ETAS provides is access to all their training capabilities. That can be online training. That can be training in an airport on base. It can be training on a range out in the military areas that they call spaces. Anything that can be supporting of their readiness to deploy to whatever System or capability or event that they have to go. The other thing that's absolutely critical on the readiness side is the logistics and their personal information. So making sure that they know when paychecks are coming, they know when their medical items need to be taken care of. So all of that is contributory toward their participation for readiness, and we need to provide access to all those systems so that they can go forward.
0: That's great. What a perfect way to end this episode of Let the Warfighter Fight ITAS podcast series hosted on Government Technology Insider. As you heard, today was part two of this podcast series that focused on LOE2, otherwise known as Lines of Effort 2, where we spoke with Anita Stanton, who's the senior client executive at Verizon about ITAS and end user services for the DoD and much more. And stay tuned for further episodes of the Let the Warfighter Fight ITAS podcast series hosted exclusively on Government Technology Insider. And Anita, thank you so much for your time today.
1: You're welcome.